what a way to start the season for the New York Giants. They lose the first game of the season on Sunday Night Football versus the Dallas Cowboys by a score of 40 to nothing. 40 to 0. Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants. This the Giants have had a lot of bad games, especially in recent memory, right? Last decade or so, there's been a lot of laughers and just ugly ones. This is up there. This is up there, I think, is one of the very worst games that I've probably ever seen uh, the New York Giants play. It's and, and there's a bunch of little records here that I'll speak of um, right now. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things that there was a lot of hope going into the season. And I think that with this, the way you lose, like, Things can snowball very quickly in the wrong direction, and we'll talk about a lot of the things that concern me, but it's the first time in franchise history that they've lost by 40-plus points in their first game of the season. And you know, looking back on it, 1995, which was the last time that the Cowboys uh, had a team that reached the NFC Championship game, that was a Super Bowl-winning Cowboy team. They beat the Giants 35-0, and that was the opener. That was at Giants Stadium. This was worse. This was 40 nothing. And the Giants' 40 nothing loss on, uh, is their worst shutout loss at home in franchise history. And the 40-point loss on uh, is their worst loss in a night game in franchise history. So, like, about as bad as it gets, the score, everything. But, man, there's just a lot of concerns that I have. And it's mainly uh, the offensive line. The offensive line, Wow. Uh, like, we know that the Cowboys have a very, very strong defensive front. Like, that is known. But it really felt like it went beyond that. You you had depth Cowboys got, like, uh, pass rushers, and not even pass rushers, like, getting home and giving um, Daniel Jones and company problems. Osa Odigizua, who is the younger brother of a former Giant, um, he had two sacks. Dorrance Armstrong, who is, you know, again, a total depth guy for the Cowboys. He had two sacks as well. Of course, you have Micah Parsons with one. You have Demarcus Lawrence with one. You have Chauncey Goldston with one. So seven sacks to zero in favor of the Cowboys. Seven to zero. As far as turnovers, I think that went three nothing. I think he, I think there was two interceptions by Jones and. You know, I'm giving you stats now, but we'll dive into context behind them. And then you had a fumble loss by, I believe, Isaiah Hodgins. So, turnover battle, 3 nothing. The Giants on offense put up 171 total yards. And this was a team that was basically trailing all game. And it didn't matter. But I don't even know where to really begin in terms of just... What comes to mind for me, like last year... The last game of the year, he lost the Eagles in the playoffs, 38-7. I want to confirm that was the final score, but I believe it was. Eagles-Giants, NFC Divisional game. 38-7. Now you lost 40 nothing. So that is a combined uh, 78-7 in your last two games against division rivals. I mean, the Cowboys have owned the Giants now for a while because – you know, I talk about the Eagles, and that is more drastic. No, like, it, it just is. Because that is more long. It's it's a little long stand. It, 
The Eagles stuff really goes back 20 years. It really goes back to the Andy Reid era, whereas this is a little more recent history. This is a little more uh, like last six, seven years type stuff when the Giants really started to get bad. But the only Giant win versus the Cowboys with, you know, so the Giants beat the Cowboys twice in 2016. And, and that was actually impressive because that was a really good Cowboy team, but the Giants got them twice. But then 17 and onward, only one Giant win. And that was in 2020, the last game of the season where the Giants beat the Cowboys. And that was a game where both teams didn't have great records, but it was a bad NFC East. And the Giants did win that game to give themselves a chance to win the NFC East, where then the Eagles laid down on Sunday night to Washington. And so you look back in that game and you almost wish you lost it, right? So the one time you win, you know, you might have even been better off just losing. But that's how bad it's been. And the offensive line, that that to me is the big thing here. Daniel Jones did not play well either. Daniel Jones uh, really, really struggled in this game. Never looked comfortable. He, two interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault. The other one was absolutely his fault. Uh, he ends up 15 for 28 for 104 yards. No touchdowns and two interceptions. He did have 43 rushing yards. He was 13 for 43, a long of 11. So, you know, nothing crazy there, but... Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, who, who honestly was probably pretty effective early. And then the Giants went away. The, the Giants were running the ball with some success and they kind of went away from it. Barkley ends up with 12 carries for 51 yards. He also had three catches for 12 yards, but he also was involved in the uh, first interception, which was a pick six. I haven't even gotten to the fact of really, once I get into sort of the play by play here of where this game broke down and where it was all lost and they never recovered because the Giants actually got off to, believe it or not, a good start. The first five minutes, I'm not first five or so minutes, probably Giants were looking like, hey, they're going to drive down this field and they're going to score a touchdown. And that's what it was looking like. But this is the New York Giants we're talking about. But also. Like last year, they would just get a field goal that didn't happen this time. The uh, field goal ends up getting blocked and returned for a touchdown. And then from there, it was over. So in terms of any injuries that, that, that injuries coming out of this game, you know, and, and it's always tough. Nothing is completely concrete here, but Andrew Thomas was dealing with a hamstring issue and he got hurt on that blocked field goal. He, he would continue on. They would take him out and we'll talk about where Brian Dayball completely lost me in terms of leaving Daniel Jones in the game based until the end. That, that is just re- pure ridiculousness, and he is lucky that Daniel Jones didn't get hurt. I totally disagree with Dayball. I mean, I understand, like, you want the confidence to build. It, it was poor. That's the thing, too. Pouring rain uh, weather conditions, which made the comeback even tougher. Uh, the weather was terrible, and more reason for Daniel Jones to have absolutely been set out. Craziness that he would have left him in there basically till the very end of the game. Just asinine. But Thomas... You know, I like to think he'll be okay, but if Andrew Thomas is hurt, honestly, it's season over. If Andrew Thomas is going to be hurt, let's say, for like any length of time here, I I think that's it. But I think it's a good sign that he was able to finish up, essentially. Like, finish up meaning if the game was close, he would have basically stayed the whole way through. But Andrew Thomas wasn't great either tonight. So that's also the, you know, he is, of course, way low on the list of concerns. But like my point being, how effective will he be with the compromised hamstring? That's something to think about. So there was that Deontay Banks left the game with cramps. 
Uh, got seemed like it happened at the end of the first half and never returned. So it doesn't sound overly serious. So he should be okay. We did see um, Graham Gano went for x-rays. Apparently he's okay. He also uh, got hurt, I think, on that blocked field goal. Uh, but apparently it sounds like he'll be all right. He then did miss a field goal later, which is very uncharacteristic for him. And what else? Uh, Matt Parrott, who came in. Have you heard anything? I mean, obviously Matt Parrott's low on the uh, on the importance depth chart, although with the offensive line, really any of them in some ways are important. Looked, looked like Parrott got hurt pretty badly, so but not really sure on that. I'll, I'll try to think if there was any other injury things. I don't think there were. Shane Lemieux was the only, I think, real healthy scratch. I can't remember if DJ Davidson was hurt or, or healthy enough to go, but, uh, you know, no Wondell Robinson. Darren Waller did come into the game with hamstring issues, which is very unfortunate. However, seemed like he was no worse for wear. You know, the, 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 a few of the bright spots did involve Darren Waller. Uh, he had three catches for 36 yards, but just the stats are wild. Uh, you know, Hodgins has the 24 on catch. That was his only catch. And he fumbled it, fumbled it away. So Darius Slayton, three for 15. Paris Campbell, one for two. Just craziness. All, I mean, Jalen Hyatt's one target, drops it. Like, just bad. Trey Hawkins had a really bad pass interference penalty. Like, Adore Jackson got caught up in, in a, uh, it wasn't a pick play. He just got caught up in a bit of a, in a route run by the Cowboys. And it freed up CeeDee Lamb wide open. Uh, so everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But let's get into it. So the first drive, honestly, looks promising. It, it actually did. And a great way to start the season off. Yeah, like I said, first five minutes or so, you're looking pretty good. And I'll tell you where everything kind of turned. So Saquon five-yard run to start out. Then Daniel Jones scrambles for eight yards and 15 extra yards tacked on because curse is called for an unnecessary roughness penalty. So now the Giants have the ball in Cowboy territory. You got a Saquon, uh, no, you know, no gain Saquon, but a nine-yard run for Saquon in second and 10. And then a five-yard gain uh, to give him a first down. And was that the play? Yeah, that was a play there where Saquon, I think if he kind of breaks a tackle there, might have been home free, but it doesn't happen. Matt Breida with a six-yard carry, then Daniel Jones scrambles for 11 yards, and then the Giants call a timeout with 10.45. And, and, you know, this was kind of the semi-thing that started it, but it's not fair to say this, but I, I thought it at the time. The tempo and the momentum were so good that it's unfortunately called this timeout. It, for the Giants tonight, there was sloppiness. In terms of not only execution, but in terms of just process where, you know, there was a defensive substitution, which caught, which uh, made them call time. And then here, it just seemed like it wasn't necessary to do it. And I don't know if signals were crossed. And so they did. Eventually, though, you get a Jones eight yard scramble to make it third and two at the eight. And this is where it all goes downhill. Andrew Thomas is called for us for a false start. And so he deserves blame. However, I was hoping John Michael Schmitz was going to snap the ball. It just didn't happen. Um, Schmitz had struggles as well. Evan Neal is going to be the big, the big talk that comes out of here. I mean, Evan Neal was bad and not just bad versus the Micah Parsons of the world. Bad versus everyone. And that is really, really bad. But John Michael Schmitz, this is a really bad sequence for him here. So, sure, I might be the only one that feels like Schmitz should have maybe snapped it. But Thomas is the one with the false start. So now instead of third and two at the eight, which look at that point, you basically have 
to get two yards on two plays. That's four down territory. But now it's third and seven at the eight. Sorry, third and seven at the 13. And then it's a bad snap by John Michael Schmitz. And Jones does, you know, he does recover the ball at the 27. So it ends up fourth and 21 at the Cowboy 27. What could have been, but then the Thomas Fall start ends up being a situation where it all goes downhill. And then the icing on the cake, cherry on top, is a blocked field goal um, by the Dallas Cowboys, returned for a touchdown for 58 yards. Yeah. So not only is it blocked, but it's scooped up and run back. And the Cowboys take a 6 nothing lead. They would miss the extra point. So Dallas is up 6 nothing, And then from there, the offense was dead. Was dead. And, and honestly, there was a semblance. They were running the ball well. You know? Was it sustainable all game? Maybe not. But just from a confidence standpoint, like, you go from potentially 7 nothing to potentially 3 nothing to losing, to giving up a touchdown. Just a gut punch that they were unable to come back from. And that's not great either. Right, you got to overcome bad things, and they were not able to do that. So then they go three and out, including a sack on third down. Micah Parsons gets in there, and then uh, Gillen punts it away. Actually, a good punt that you know uh, prevents Dallas from a good field position. And then you have this third and fourth, the thirty-two of Dallas, and it's a forty-nine uh, yard catch for Ceedee Lamb, uh, mostly a, a catch and run. And like I said, Dory Jackson sort of got unfortunately tangled up. And then CeeDee Lamb just makes an easy move around Xavier McKinney. As far as the defense is concerned, there's not a whole lot of good things I could say about any of them. Honestly, none of them. Um, I guess Nunez Roches had a couple of nice plays. Um, And and Micah McFadden actually as well. But it it was really, really bad all around. Um, You know, know, the thoughts here are more on the offense than they should be. But the defense was not good either. So... That sets the Cowboys up in good field position. But give the Giants credit. They would hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. And uh, it would be a uh, chip shot field goal for Brandon Aubrey. Gives the Cowboys a 9-0 lead. And then the next drive. A sack by Demarcus Lawrence on the first play. Eventually third and 19 at the Giants 16. 9-0 game at this point, right? So it's not completely out of hand. And on a very innocent play that really should have resulted in a punt... Jones to Barkley. Barkley, it go, it go, it's at, slips out of his hands right into up into the air, and it would be a touchdown for the Cowboys. And it would be returned by – who got the return? Deron Bland gets the pick six for the Cowboys to give them a 16-0 lead. And for me at that point, it's over. And it, and it would be. And then the Giants go three and out again on the next drive. And then the Cowboys, you know, now, now we're going into the second quarter. Third and 12 at the 18. So it's a 60 nothing game at this point. Obviously not looking good, but, you know, that is, you're still, as much as I kind of thought it was over, you're still kind of in it. Super early. Down by two scores even, technically. And a really big defensive pass interference on Trey Hawkins, who had good coverage on Brandon Cooks. He did. He was, he was right there with him. And it was the right call, right? I mean, this is not a game that you look back at. You know, right, there, there's games that even can be out of hand that you kind of put, you know, blame the refs. Not at all here. Not at all here. This is all on the Giants. And Trey Hawkins is deservedly called for uh, pass interference. That was a huge penalty on a third and 12. Now they have the ball in Giant territory. 
But again, the Giants kind of, and there was a fourth down conversion uh, on a Brandon Cooks catch, fourth and three at the Giant 38. But eventually, the Cowboys settled for a field goal. So the Giants, you know, kind of bend but don't break defense, even though, again, they didn't look good. And Aubrey gets a 38-yard field goal, makes it 19-0. And then first play of the next drive, really probably the worst play of Daniel Jones' night. Um, just trying to make something happen that wasn't there. He should have he should have just threw it out of bounds or went out of bounds. He tries to, you know, keep it alive going to his right. And he's intercepted by Stephon Gilmore. Uh, I think it was intended for Waller. Just made no sense. Uh, made no, no, it made no sense. It, you know, Jones did get hurt. That, that penalty that I talked about earlier, the unnecessary roughness penalty on curse. I almost wonder like, was, I mean, I'm not even joking about this. Like was Jones concussed? They really was a just mind-bogglingly stupid, uh, you know, decision by Daniel Jones, and then the and then the Cowboys have a short field and they they get it done, uh, and they punch it home with Tony Pollard. Uh, Pollard is able to score from the two, makes it twenty-six nothing. Uh, now we're kind of midway second quarter at this point, and Darren Waller kind of gets involved in this drive. Uh, Waller, I think all three of his catches were on this drive. Let's see one two and three, including a fourth down conversion as well. And so you end up in a situation again, there was a sack here. They end up in, they end up in a bad spot. It ends up fourth and 14 at the 18 and Gano misses wide left from 36. You don't normally see Gano again, who recently got that contract extension, who we found out was, you know, hurt to some level he misses. And so the score remains 26, nothing. And that would be the score at halftime. The Cowboys get the ball coming out of, uh, Second half, and what do they do? They drive the field for a 10-play, 75-yard drive, capped off by another touchdown for Tony Pollard. Uh, not a whole lot else for me to really discuss there, but it was an easy one. They, they ran down the Giants' throats at times. It was easy. So now it's 33-0. The Giants do get a first down here, um, a fourth-down conversion where Saquon Barkley, you know, honestly, in some ways this game could have been worse. There was a you know, a, a missed interception by the Cowboys at one point. I thought in this drive that the Giants had to delay a game that they didn't call. Um, so eventually it, it leads to a punt. Cowboys punt themselves. Uh, the Giants have the ball now late third quarter. Uh, Saquon Barkley has an 18-yard run. But ultimately on a fourth and eight at, at midfield, Daniel Jones is an incomplete pass to Hodgins. He was being chased. There was a, a holding penalty on, on Andrew Thomas that was declined. So now the score is 33-0 heading into the fourth quarter. Starters were still on, on both sides, and I thought that was weird on both ends. Why would Dak Prescott and company still be in the game of 33-0? And, and, and again, the weather was fucking terrible. Why would Daniel Jones be in the game as well? That, to me, Brian Dayball is very lucky that nothing went wrong there because my God, would he have, I mean, he would have never heard the end of it if Daniel Jones got hurt. Anyway, Cowboys drive eight plays, you know, again, short field, eight plays, 50 yards, capped off by a Turpin seven-yard touchdown on a third and goal at the seven. And this was Dak and company. Then the Giants actually get a nice play, but they fumble it. Uh, and Isaiah Hodgins' 24-yard reception ends in him fumbling the ball, recovered by the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys go three and out. Then the Giants kind of, meander around and there was penalties and sacks and everything. And ultimately, you know, the drive ends with no points. And that would be the, I mean, so Daniel Jones was in there with three minutes left in the game, you know, a little more than three minutes left in the game, just craziness again, especially considering the weather conditions. And, and that would be a Tyrod Taylor would come in for the last drive. 
And, you know, nothing happens. And the Giants lose 40 to nothing. Just unbelievable in, in every which way. Um, just embarrassing, pathetic. And next week, I mean, considering what just happened here and considering your schedule, I think this is a must-win game. Because, so you're playing the Arizona Cardinals next week. Now, this is a team that actually gave Washington a, a scare, a legitimate scare. So, and if the Giants play the way they did, you cannot take anyone lightly. You should not take Arizona lightly. But if there's a win to be had on your schedule, this would be the one to have. Now, after you play them, you go to San Francisco for a Thursday night football game. Then you have a Monday night game home against the Seahawks. Okay, all right, like, that could go okay. But after that, you're at Miami and at Buffalo. So, to me, this Arizona game, if you lose it, I really think that you are in major, major trouble. Uh, like, again, I'm going to go as far as to say it's a must-win game. I really am. So they got to turn the corner and, and do it fast against a Cardinal team that really is not just talent-wise all that competitive. Look, they showed today that they were in it. They are going to stay. You know, they're not going to give up, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's a game the Giants really have to have when you look at everything. So as bad as it was, it was one loss, right? They all count the same. But again, against Dallas, against, you know, one of your biggest rivals to do this is just um, something I could have never foreseen, you know, as far as being this bad. Uh, you know, I was hopeful about the Giants and going to the season, you know, I, realistically, right? I, I thought that the Giants, would, and, and it still might be the case, I, I thought this team is, at a, is about a 500 football team, give or take. Things break their way above 500, if not below, and that may still play itself out. But, wow, uh, we will remember this game, unfortunately, for a very long time. This will go down as a very infamous loss in Giant history, uh, and, and everyone should be embarrassed from top down. And, you know, Joe Shane, who, you know, We've all praised, you know, as the season goes on, that, 2020, that 2022 draft is going to be scrutinized. You know, when, when you think about Kayvon Thibodeau, this is the number five pick. Evan Neal is number seven. And the fact that you had 11, I believe, 11 draft picks or thereabouts uh, that came from that draft. And what are you going to come away with it? How are you going to come away from that? So that, I think, is a, is a real thing. Is a real thing, and and that's not. We're not going to know that answer until at earliest, maybe after next season, at earliest, right? So um, there's no sense in you know making calls, but we can say right now that it's looking skeptical. That's for sure. And Brian Dayball again, like as much as I like him, again the Adore Jackson thing last year, having him return punts, leaving Daniel Jones in this game, there is no excuse for that. Like. That will, in some ways, get swept under the rug because he ended up coming out of it okay. But wow, like, and here's the thing too: Andrew Thomas was out, so you basically had Daniel. Things were bad enough, and then he has Josh Azudu as the left tackle. And no offense to Azudu, who honestly probably deserves playing time, considering how fucking awful Mark Lewinsky was. But that's here nor there. But he has Daniel Jones in the game without Andrew Thomas. He could have gotten fucking killed out there. So, uh, again, just from top down, really, really bad. And they are going to have to do everything in their power to turn this around quickly. They will head to Arizona next week. 
and try to, you know, again, make this better. Giants are now 0-1. They're opening night or day. Uh, you know, failures against the Cowboys continue. And what was great last year, you had that tight win to start out the season in week one. And it really, I think, catapulted them for the rest of the season. Now here, it feels like it did in seasons where they had in, in losing seasons where they lost that first game. And they, and they were never able to recover. Let's see this giant team do it differently. Let's hope that we can look back on this and say, hey, remember that 40 nothing loss? Remember how everything turned after that? That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. Again, Giants at MetLife Stadium get embarrassed. They lose 40 to nothing to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> 